Hey, Whipsters. This is the Women in Pants podcast, helping you overcome your work history gaps. I'm your host, Shana Brazier. This episode is an interview with Laurel. She was a stay-at-home mom for many years and then went back to school and got into the construction business. She is the owner of She Builds, which you can find on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can get updates when a new episode airs and check out womeninpants.com to see what resources are available for you. Now for the show. Laurel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm really happy you are here. You have such a unique work story that I don't think we hear from women very often. But I think maybe we should start out with kind of your background and what your work history gap looks like and why you even had one. Sure. So I was probably pretty typical in that regard. I was home with my kids for 18 years. And when my youngest started first grade and was going to be gone all day is when I really kind of stood back and said, hmm, now what am I doing with myself and my time? So that's kind of how I jumped off into doing something different. How many kids do you have? I have three. Okay. And so what were you doing before you had kids? So I just had a lot of retail jobs, you know, the typical kind of pre-mom thing. I worked in retail and uh, school, you know, those kinds of things. Did you get, did you get a degree? I have an associate's degree in applied science for medical assisting. So I did that just for a couple years after my oldest was born. But when he was about two, I stopped doing that. So I feel like that makes your story even that more interesting because what you ended up in is not anywhere near the medical assisting field. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally different. And I thought, you know, when I found myself with all this extra time, I thought, should I go back to that? Should I pursue maybe a bachelor's in nursing? I did really like the medical field when I was in it, but it just didn't feel like it was lighting a fire under me. And I felt like at 40 years old, I it was too late in life to do something that I wasn't going to love. You know, I wasn't looking for something that was just going to be okay. I really wanted to pursue something that I was passionate about. I, I love that. And I think, I mean, we're not old women. We really are not. We're also (laughs) not spring chickens. I feel like we're kind of in that weird middle stage, but I do feel like the things I'm willing to put my time into now are a lot different than the things I was willing to put my time into, like, say, fresh out of high school or fresh out of college. Right, right. I mean, when you're 18, 21, you feel like you have all the time in the world to figure it out. And like I said, I I had just turned 40 and I was just going, you know, I just, I don't have time to do things I don't want to do. So. So then maybe we should get rid of the mystery of all this. Why don't you tell our listeners what it is that you do now? So currently I am a business owner and I am a general contractor and remodeler and kitchen designer. And it just is so different than your previous life and your previous jobs. How, how did this even come about? So as I was growing up, my dad was in remodeling. He was a contractor and 
a really wonderful carpenter, and so was my grandpa, and so were my uncles, and my male cousins, and my brother. They all worked in a family construction business. <clears throat> but as a girl, I wasn't necessarily invited to participate in that, even though I had an interest in it. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like it was negative at all. It just, why would they assume I wanted to be part of it? I was a girl. Girls don't do construction, you know, especially in the 80s. You know, there, there were no women in construction in the 80s. So I don't really have any predecessors as far as that goes. So <clears throat> in my dad's defense, it's not like he was discouraging me. He just, you know, it just wasn't a thing. So as I got older, I really enjoyed the whole remodeling process. My husband and I had remodeled two of our previous homes pretty much from the ground up. So, and I loved it. And of course I would watch HGTV and I love the shows where they were actually showing how to do things, not just, we're going to do this and here's the finished product. You know, it was, this is how we lay a tile floor and they would talk about it step by step. And, and I was just like obsessed with those kinds of things. I just wanted to learn the process. So this is where you've lost me because my husband and I bought a fixer upper when we were living in Colorado. We tore down everything. Like we were down to the studs in that thing and moving walls and moving bathrooms and everything. And it was a nightmare. It was nothing like HGTV. <laughs> I, mean, I had been delusioned by all the HGTV shows that I had watched. And I thought, oh, this will be fun. We will be Chip and Joanna and we will go into this home and make it beautiful and we'll say funny things <laughs> to each other and we'll just be the cutest couple ever. And um, there were a lot of nights where one or the other of us did not sleep in the same bed. Like It was so much pressure and so much stress and so much different than I had envisioned it. I felt like as, a, as an intelligent person, Surely I could figure out how to, you know, lay the flooring or tile a backsplash or something. And it, <laughs> okay, I'm glad there are people like you out there because there are people like me out there that it just, it's just not in our wheelhouse. It's so, so how did you survive that with your husband? How did you guys survive the stress of that? If you did it <laughs> twice, you said? We did it twice oh. um, with a lot of years in between. But uh, we survived it barely, I would say. I mean, I enjoy the process. I love the creative process. I love the before and after the whole transformation. But in the thick of it with my husband can sometimes be a little rough. And I think that that's totally normal. <laughs> but I still, I still enjoy the process. And I love the finished product, you know, and all that sort of thing. But it, there are moments in construction where you just have to step back and take a deep breath because nothing ever goes 100% right and according to plan. So you just kind of have to stay, step back and say, okay, this is something we've got to figure out. And I have had times where I just literally sit down on the floor and stare at something for a minute while I figure out what in the world I'm going to do about this weird pipe that's coming out of the wall or this, you know, lump in the floor, you know, what's going to happen with this? And if you just sit back and look at it, there will be a solution. Sometimes you have to get creative, but you just got to kind of roll with it and figure it out. And, you know, it will eventually get done. You, so. You're bringing up like moments of PTSD for me. Because like when you said lump in the floor, 
one of the things we tried to do was combine two rooms. And so there was like that layer of concrete in the floor that had previously had the, the wall in it. So we had to take a sledgehammer and basically beat it out of the floor. Um, that, that is a relationship tester. <laughs> I agree. Concrete I agree. out of a floor. <laughs> yes. And the demo process, that's actually not my favorite part of the project. My husband loves the demo. He thinks that's super fun. You just go in there and start tearing stuff up. But for me, I think it's maybe because I'm a woman, the creative process is way more fun to me than the demolition process. I like to create things, not take them apart. So he can do the demo all he wants, and he can be the one hammering that concrete floor with a sledgehammer, and I'll just say, I'll be back later. <laughs> I will come back to make it pretty again. That's, that's right. So go back to the story. You've always loved construction. You kind of have a family history of it. You've done these remodels with your husband. How do you, you know, come up with the idea to start your business and how does that all start? So I just, I was looking for something to do and trying to figure out what to do. And I had to think, you know, what kind of careers do I look at people doing that I feel a little, a little bit envious about? Like, what are the you know, I'm not envious of their own, their specific career, you know, their life, but just what careers make me go, oh, kind of like, I would like to try that. I would like to do that. And I'd always been, I love construction, like I said, but kitchens, I love kitchens. I have, not even kidding, 168 design books on my shelf and I've read them cover to cover and it's all kitchen design and just that sort of thing. So I was obsessed with kitchens. And so I decided that that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to learn construction and I wanted to learn more about kitchens. And the only way that I knew of to do that at that point was to work with somebody and get experience, but I didn't feel like I really wanted to go that route. So I started doing some research and I found that the community college here where I live in Portland has a building construction technology program. And within that program is another program called Design Build Remodel. So that program was all about kitchen and bath design and building and remodeling. So could it be more perfect for me? That was exactly what I, it was like it was tailor-made for me. So, and in that program, we learned how to build, how to construct a house from the ground up and we did it all hands-on. So I got all that hands-on experience to fill in all the gaps that I had in my knowledge of how to do things. And then was also flooded with kitchen design classes and space planning and those sorts of things. So I did that program and I worked for a retailer for a little while just to get more experience with the kitchen design end. How long did the program take? It's a two-year program. So that's a big investment. Like you have to be kind of sure that that's what you really want to do. Right. Yeah. So I, my, the first term that I went, I just took two classes, really easy to see if that's what I wanted to do. And then once I just knew that I was loving it. I was all in from there on out. Now I've suggested that to people in the past. If you don't know for sure what you want to go back to school for, just take one class. Start with that. See if it lights a fire. This is such great advice. Um, I, so kind of when we were kind of in the same transition, kids are getting older. I'm really feeling like I need a career. So I'm whittling down different ones that, it, that sound interesting to me. And I just had my heart set on pharmacist. I just felt like that would be awesome and amazing. And so I signed up for one science class because for a prerequisite for this pharmacy program that I wanted to get into. And so 
I'm taking the science class, which I was loving, absolutely loving the science class. And I thought, you know what? I should go shadow a pharmacist just to make, just before we pour a couple hundred thousand dollars into this, maybe I should make sure I really do like this. And I went and shadowed this pharmacist and it was terrible. It was the most boring job. No offense to all the pharmacists out there. It just was not for me. I, it was so clear that it was something that I just could not be doing for the rest of my life. And so it was such a valuable experience to, I mean, even though it took, you know, four months of my, my life, it saved me so much more time and money knowing that that was something I did not want to do. So I like that advice to kind of dip your toes in and do a couple of the littler, maybe uh, less expensive things you can do at at the beginning and just make sure it's something you want. So did you walk away with a degree from this uh, program or certificate or what? So it is a degree program. I didn't actually finish the actual whole degree part because there were some general credits that I would have needed to do for that. And the the credits from my previous schooling were too old to transfer over. And I thought, well, I don't necessarily need the degree to do construction. I took, so I took all of the classes that were all all the hands-on classes and everything, but I didn't want to retake English and science and math and those general credits. And so at this point I haven't, but I think if I have some time in my schedule in the future, which who knows? That's kind of always a big question, right? Then maybe I will take some online classes to refresh those credits. But but, this point I but you bring up a good point that if it's not anything that's furthering your career, it's not necessarily a um, immediate thing that has to happen. So to become a general contractor, do you take some kind of like licensing test or like how do, how do you do that? In Oregon, the contractor's board requires that you take an 18-hour online class. And that's just mostly laws and, you know, all the rules that govern the construction world. It's not a lot to do with the actual construction process, but mostly just they want to make sure you know all the legalities of it. And so you have to take that 18-hour class, and then you have to sit for a three-hour exam um, and pass it with, I don't know what it was, 80% or something like that. So I did that, studied up, read the book, passed the class. I think I had 98% on my test, and so I just was licensed from then on. How many women were in your program, both at the community college and in that 18 hour uh, state program? That's a good question. So I had about 20 people in my class and I believe that there were three or four women in, in my construction program. So that's not a very big number, but um, it's bigger than it used to be. So, and that was just in my particular class. So to be honest, it sounds more than I thought you were going to say. Like, I honestly thought you would, you would have maybe been the only one in there that was a woman. So I, you're like a trailblazer, Laurel, you're like a trailblazer. (laughs) I was pleasantly surprised. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I actually love that. I love that. So, you know, I get a lot of people who really grasp onto that. I'm a woman contractor. That's really awesome. I want you to do my kitchen. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily want jobs just because I'm a woman, but I do have some advantages. You know, I am a really detail oriented person. And I think that's part of being a woman, although there's detail oriented men too. But, um, you know, I just, I think of things that maybe my counterparts in, you know, in construction don't necessarily consider 
because I am a woman. I know what it's like to have people working in my house and be looking at the muddy shoes coming in and out or looking at the hoses that are banging up my corners, you know, things like that. I'm aware of that sort of thing. So I, I watch for that. And when I'm in somebody's house doing work, you know, we're rolling cardboard out on the floor and, you know, I'm just, I'm just aware to a degree that I think a lot of other contractors are not. So what made you want to go into the construction side versus the design side of things? Because I know a lot of women do go into interior design and maybe even designing um, kitchens and stuff, but don't necessarily go into the construction side. What pulled you into the construction side? So I think that's the part where it's just kind of in my blood. Like I just like the construction part. I like to pick up the hammer and put my tool belt on and actually get in there and do the work. I really enjoy that part of it. So right now I'm maybe 50, 50. My husband does work with me, my business a lot. So he does a lot of the construction when I'm, you know, I've got to go home and work on some design plans for this next project kind of thing. And, and he keeps going. So I'm about 50, 50, but I just, I really like to do the actual work. Um, that said, I don't necessarily like to do exterior work. So if I can be inside where it's warm, <laughs> that's kind of where I draw the line. I don't want to get up on the roof. I don't want to go outside and do siding. I want to be inside where it's warm. Um, but, but I do, I really like doing it. That's cool. So your husband works um, in the business with you or he just kind of does that on the side? Um, it's with me and on the side for him. He has a career as a real estate agent, but that's a very flexible thing for him. So he has the time to be there. And as much as I would love to say, look how buff I am, I can do this construction. I cannot get cabinets on the wall by myself. It takes two people, you know, in most cases. So um, having him there makes the job go much faster than you me trying really to do it by myself. You really are an HGTV show. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. I'm so excited that I got to interview you before you got your own reality show. So I can say that I was part of your startup. <laughs> it really, it's so cute though. I love that. But I love that like you're kind of the construction side and he's your handyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but truly I couldn't do it without him. I need, you need more than just my two hands sometimes. And I mean, I, I, I want to say I'm super strong, but you know, they're really, the reality is I need his help with things, but I don't think we would be as entertaining as Chip and Joanna because their banter is super funny and my husband is hilarious, but we, our banter is a, a little more serious. You know? <laughs> we're, we're, we're a little more argumentative than they are. Maybe they cut all that out for Chip and Joanna. I don't know. <laughs> well, then that just makes me want you to have a show even more to make me feel normal about the, the banter between my husband and I. <laughs> So, you no, know, sometimes at the end of the day, we just get in the truck and we look at each other like, whew, we did not kill each other today. High five. <laughs> so let's go back to you right out of that program. You're working for a retail store or, or some other store. How do you go from doing that to, I want to open my own business and work for myself? You know, it was kind of scary, but I just kind of jumped off. I just, you know, I felt like I was standing on the diving board looking at the water and saying, what am I waiting for? So I felt like I had gotten a lot of experience just designing kitchen after kitchen after kitchen. Um, and then, but I missed the actual construction part because in that retail 
environment. I was just sitting at a desk behind a computer. And so I was really just ready to get my hammer out and start working. And so we just started doing it. I kind of put had been putting my name out there on social media to start with and just letting people know this is what I'm doing. I'd like to start with small jobs and kind of work up kind of thing. And my phone just kind of started ringing. And I think it's because of that female contractor resonated with people. And I would, you know, totally upfront. I hadn't had a lot of experience, you know, but sure, I can tile your shower for you. Just let you know, I haven't done one before. You'd be my first one. And they're like, okay, no big deal. So, you know, just getting experience doing that and, and just moving forward, doing things a little bit more complicated, you know, all the time. So that's really cool that you had the confidence to put yourself out there. And to be honest, like I think often in business and stuff, we have, we feel like we have to keep up a persona of I'm so successful. Of course I could do anything um, to, to kind of convince people that they should work with us kind of thing. And so I think that's really great that you're just like, Hey, <laughs> I'll try to do it. I haven't done that yet, but I'm sure I could figure it out. I think that honestly yeah. is really refreshing maybe. And especially in the construction world, like, let's be honest. Um, construction people do not have the best reputation for um, maybe honesty and timeliness. <laughs> <There's> some, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> there's some, we, we've definitely dealt with our own issues on that. But um, so I think that's really refreshing. I think that's awesome. How has this affected your family for, I mean, I realized that your kids were all in school, but how did they react when you kind of let them know, hey, I'm going to start, you know, working on my own career and incorporating that into our family? How did your kids and your husband deal with that? They're all pretty good with it. They're very supportive. My husband is really supportive. And my, my daughter, um, she's my second, she's 16. And she thinks it's way cool when she has days where she is not in school. She likes to go to work with me and I don't know that she'll ever pursue it as a career, but she thinks it's fun to come to work and do that with me. But when I take a job for a client, I let them know I'm a mom first. So I won't be at your house before nine in the morning because I'm getting kids off to school and I will likely leave by three or four in the afternoon because we've got stuff going on. So, you know, that's, I'm just upfront with them about that. And if they're okay with that, then we can move forward. You know, so plus who wants a contractor in their house before 9am anyway? Nobody. I, I, I can't imagine you even have to use that disclaimer. <laughs> I'd be upset if they wanted to come before at nine. I'd be like, what? Right. <laughs> I know. And my husband's kind of a get up and go type of person. He would love to get up at 6am, get out the door, go to work. And I'm like, honey, she does not want you in her house at seven in the morning. No, she's still in her bathrobe. She's getting kids off to school, making lunches. Nobody wants you there. Hold your horses. We'll show up at nine. <laughs> That, that really is true. Like you, you need to be there when it's, you know, when people are out doing their lives and not needing the home to get ready and stuff. So I think that works rather well for you, the hours that you need to keep and stuff for kids in school and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, having your kitchen remodeled is a disruption in itself. Like it's a huge deal to live without a kitchen for three, four or five weeks. So if I can not be a pain in the neck on top of that, then that's what I try to do. You know, I just try to really make it as simple and as easy as possible. It's going to be a disruption no matter what. But if I can make it easier 
I really try to. And I'm always communicating with my clients and texting them and saying, hey, we'll be there about 9.30 today. We'll be here at 9.15. Just so they know what to expect because traditionally contractors are not good communicators. So it's, uh, it's helpful to both my clients and myself to just communicate about that sort of thing. And, and my kids are really good about that. So it just has been working out. I just think that's amazing. I love your story of overcoming the work gap. It's, it's got so many elements of, you know, getting the further education that you needed for the career that you wanted, knowing it's something you're passionate about, having boundaries so that you're not burnt out, so that you're not just go from, you know, full-time stay-at-home mom to 80 hours outside the house. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I like the balance that you've been able to strike. And I mean, let's be honest. It's totally cool that you are a female um, general contractor. Like that is, that is totally cool. I, you're one of my new heroes now, just so you know, especially, <laughs> especially you. having so been through the remodel process. There's no way I can do that <laughs> as a career. <laughs> it's, it's had its challenges getting into this career and then just, just being a woman in a career that is mostly driven by men is, has been really interesting. Like they don't make work pants for women, you know, and I went to buy my work boots that I needed really heavy duty work boots. There's like two styles to choose from. No, it's just not an industry that's, that's geared toward women. Tools are big and heavy and made for a man's hands, you know? So I have to kind of work around those things and learn how to, to function in that man environment. Those are things I, I wouldn't have even thought of was that even the tools you're working with and the clothing you're working with is made for a man's hand. And it's true. It totally is. They're made for bigger hands. Let's talk about that a little bit. Have you gotten any flack from um, your male counterparts in the industry or do you feel like they um, really see you as an equal? So I haven't really gotten any flack. I think that most of the men I've run into have been really, really kind. And, you know, I, I do get a surprised look when I say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here to install the cabinets. And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. But um, they have been really supportive for the most part. The only time that I've run into any sort of bias in that particular way is um, I was shopping for an air tool at Home Depot one time. I needed a framing nailer. And I was picking it up and I was looking at it and this, you know, old school guy came over and he said, can I help you, sweetheart? You know, you know, you're going to need an air compressor for that tool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have one, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> so, I mean, so sometimes I just run into that, but in his defense, it was Home Depot and they have a lot of, you know, just homeowner DIY tech people looking at their tools, I'm sure. But <laughs> like me, I'm the one that actually needed that advice. I'm the one that needed the, uh, are you sure this tool is the one you need? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But for the most part, everybody has been really supportive. That's really great. I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. What's your website? So my website is currently under construction, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have it on there just yet. Um, I'm on social media on Instagram. She builds kitchens. She builds underscore kitchens, I guess it is. And on Facebook with sh just she builds. That's okay. the name of my business. She builds. So Awesome. We will put the links to those in our show notes so that if people in the Portland area want to look you up, they can. Do you uh, only work in the Portland area? 
Pretty much. I just work in the Portland area, pretty much north to south. Um, I don't go up into Washington because I'm not licensed up there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so mostly just the Portland area. Although I can do kitchen design and ship cabinetry anywhere in the country. I can do, I can have people send me pictures and measurements and I can design kitchens from anywhere. So that's kind of a fun part of that's it. That's awesome. Well, Laurel, it has been so fun to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your experience with us and your journey. I just think you're an amazing person and I, I'm in awe of your skills <laughs> and your determination. That's great. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, let's end this by giving your piece of advice for someone that maybe is in your shoes back when uh, your kiddo's going off to school and you decide you know, I want a career, I want to go into this, or even if they need to, you know, financially or whatever, give, give that woman your piece of advice. So I guess I would just say, um, dip your toes in a little bit, find a class here and there that you can sign up for in that field that you're thinking of and just kind of get a feel for if that's what you want to do. Um, and the other part of it is get over your head trash about, I can't do that because I'm a woman or I can't do that because I'm too old. I can't do that because I don't have enough education. Just that's, those are lies that we tell ourselves and you just kind of have to say, you know what? I can do whatever I want. That's what we tell 18 year olds when they graduate from high school. Why can't we say that to ourselves? I can do whatever I want. Just figure out what that thing is and then take a baby step and just move in that direction. That's all you need to do. 